Welcome to Exceptional Leaders, the podcast series showcasing exceptional leaders in the business community who are doing interesting, exciting, and innovative things throughout North America. This series is powered by Forward Path Group, leaders in executive search, outsourced human resources, and assessments. Welcome, everyone, to the Exceptional Leaders podcast, powered by Forward Path Group, leaders in executive search, recruitment, and outsourced HR. This is the series where we put a spotlight on an exceptional leader and spend time understanding more about them, their leadership, their successes, and their challenges. My name is Andrew Nori. I'm one of the founders of Forward Path Group and your host for this session, which I'm sure will be both informative and entertaining. I'm so pleased to have an absolutely exceptional leader with me today, Mr. Nick Baracco. Nick is the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Achieve Next, a provider of specialized human capital performance solutions and developer of the Alliance Peer Advisory Networks, including the CFO Alliance and the CHRO Alliance, the professional peer networks responsible for introducing disruptive knowledge sharing to finance and HR leaders throughout North America. Through his success at Achieve Next, Nick is well known as the voice of the middle market. He is a regular speaker at executive conferences, has appeared on Bloomberg, and is called upon by the media and press for commentary on the opportunities and issues that drive the global economy. Nick, welcome to the Exceptional Leaders Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Andrew. It's a pleasure to to be here with you and to engage with your listeners. So there's a history here. Obviously, you and I have known each other for a long time. And um, we we started this podcast series, which was really inspired by you. And and you were so kind to invite me onto your podcast series. And with this inaugural edition, you are the first person that we spotlighted as an exceptional leader. So thank you so much. And that seems so fitting and so appropriate. And I'm so glad you could join us. I'm, I'm so honored and I'm humbled. And I'm also a bit unnerved by it too, because, uh, well, let me put it this way. It can only go up from here. How about that, Andrew? Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I think with the two of us, it will, for sure. <laughs> um, Nick, take a couple of minutes and give people a synopsis of your background just before you co-founded Achieve Next. <laughs> well, look, if, if anybody goes to LinkedIn to find me or Googles my name or goes to achievenext.com, they'll see a smiling face. They'll get a sense, I hope, through the screen how much passion I have for people and business and relationships in life. And but but if then if they took a look at my background, they're gonna their head's gonna start to tilt. Their eyes are going to start to squint and they're going to say, wait a minute, some of these pieces, you know, uh, I, I, I need to hear the story around. And I would tell you, I hope that my story is one. Please don't judge a book by its cover ever. Uh, I am a finance trained professional. I am a former practicing lawyer. I am someone that has worked in in uh, in law, in accounting, in tax, in business consulting. I've had PLs. I have had uh, the opportunity to work for and with great people. But if you really had to look for the common tie that binds, it's that my intention and hope is that in every interaction that I was going to create, facilitate, participate, or be a part of, that the person or persons on the other side would, would have a sense of, of better understanding of what they could do next, what they could achieve next, what they could you know, either um, 
uh, solve, uh, attack, seize, win, and or do. I'm a man of action. Um, and what I hope in, in the business world that I've become, you know, a, hopefully a, an increasingly well-known part of that if you're going to sit down with me or a member of my team, you better be ready to evaluate a decision and or an action and then take it because we're going to hold you accountable to it. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So really deep spike in professional services. And yes. then, and then you obviously moved on to do this entrepreneurial um, venture. And I know you've got um, some other colleagues that helped you um, create the, the company, but let's do a deeper dive. What is Achieve Next? Give us an overview um, and, and tell us um, uh, what the, organ the heart of the organization, what is your, your raison d'etre? Yeah. So, so first of part of it, I touched on in my background that I think there's great wisdom in the crowd. I think there's great opportunity. If you have the ability as a, as an aspiring or seated leader to tap into a qualified set of your peers and access and harness all of the power that comes from data and insights and action that can be taken. Um, once you have that type of of um, asset at your disposal. So what Achieve Next aspires to do is to provide individuals, teams, and enterprises across businesses the opportunity to access data and information that is critically important to them and the decisions that they need to make, and then act on it. So what we've done is We've provide, we have created peer advisory networks for finance and HR leaders that they as individuals can use uh, to find out how they're doing, how their teams are doing, and how their enterprises are doing based upon top line, bottom line, and shareholder value performance. So imagine you're a finance leader who says, I think we can be, we as a, a me as a finance leader, I can be doing better at at gathering information from my, my disparate technologies and doing my financial reporting and accounting better than anybody else. Well, how do you know what better means? Let's provide you with access to a qualified group of your peers so you can tap into how many of them are defining better in that respective area and then find out how they're doing it. Absolutely. And, so, and then if you need help doing it, guess what? We and a select group of partners can help you do that. So as an HR leader, how do I know how I'm doing and engaging our talent and, and our culture and driving performance from our people? Well, we can tell you how others are doing it by giving you access to both data and people from enterprises like yours. And then if you need help in talent acquisition, leadership development, succession planning, coaching for you as an individual, or maybe it's diverse, diversity, equity, and inclusion applied. So you're, you're tapping into the broader talent pool and all that's important to them. We can bring you those solutions directly through us or through a partner. So I believe our value is get you information so you can analyze it, yep. talk to the crowd, and then act on it. Absolutely. So so we're both, you know, at our level, um, familiar with YPO. Is it is yes. it similar to a, a, you know, but obviously more specific to both? It sounds like you've got two groups, both the um, 
the finance side and the HR side where people can really learn from each other and you're the sort of guiding ship that takes people down a journey where they can learn? Is that is that an accurate? It is, it is. I view it as high praise that we get compared to YPO. We get compared to Gartner, but Gartner for emerging and mid-market enterprises, whereas Gartner focuses on the global 2000, we tend to work around talent performance in the emerging and mid-market enterprise space. So, you know, and why, whereas YPO focuses on the CEO or the kind of the business owner themselves, we've got the, we've got the trifecta, we've got the finance and the HR people nice. that drive the performance. Nice. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and to be clear, Nick, you, you run a North American organization and I yeah. know because you and I have met, um, you know, up, up in Toronto, um, you're based in Pennsylvania, but you have chapters throughout North America. Is that correct? We do. So, so we gather our finance and HR leaders together, both uh, uh, online and then offline in a post-COVID world again, for real meaningful peer interaction and exchange, using the data and insights and diagnostics of the collective to allow that intimacy of smaller groups gathering. So throughout North America and the United States and Canada, and frankly, now that we're in a virtual world, pockets of finance and HR leaders from around the globe are participating as well. No, that's awesome. But our primary footprint, um, we view our, especially in Canada, Toronto is a great gateway and global market in and of itself. We view the North American market as, as a, a, a really meaningful footprint for us. Nice, nice. Uh, Nick, how has the organization changed from the time of its inception to where it is now? What are some of the key changes that have taken place um, that you've seen? Yeah, I think there's two. I think there's two drivers. First, and Andrew, you and I have talked about this, and I'm sure your listeners would find this Interesting. We picked a demographic of people and finance leaders who, if we categorically dissected them, would not be the viewed as the most social by nature. <laughs> and I mean that they are conservative by nature. They are somewhat risk. They are both opportunity Caesar and risk adverse at the same time. Yep. They walk that tightrope of risk mitigation and growth. Um, they are ones that tend to want to use their minds and their ears and their hearts before their mouths. We said, do you believe that the greatest source of confidence building that you have could, could be to tap into the wisdom and collective of a qualified group of your peers? And they said, yes. And we said, well, then you're going to have to open your mouth because you are <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> I think that the collective comfort around dialogue-driven exchange has come a long way in the last decade and a long way in the last 18 to 24 months, given what the world has had to live through in terms of this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my first driver. Yep. My second one is we, from the beginning, set up this these networks as a community, which means there are no geographic limitations. It's why you could be an, a, a really, I would say, um, a player finance leader in Toronto who has a specific industry question and you just want the ability to engage a qualified group of your peers, you 
you know that you can do that via technology and you no longer fear that the person on the other side isn't either going to respond or isn't who they are. The advent and use of a platform in this day and age through social and other technology is very different than it was when we started out, where they said, I only I feel comfortable, but only if I can physically look them in the eye and be in a closed room. It's still safe. It's still controlled. It's still a velvet rope, but it is much more inclusive through technology driven interaction than it ever was before. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it's so interesting. We live in a world where, you know, you, you really can't have much of a conversation without, you know, an NDA or we <laughs> download, you know, an app or, or go to a site and there's a, you know, 260 page terms and conditions that right. you have to sign, right, to accept. And what's interesting is you've created this network where, you know, I can look you in the whites of your eyes and I can go, you know, look, we have this offer to be bought. You know, how, w when you went through it, you know, what, what were the key things you looked for? And, yes. you know, and, and, and there's it's it's bringing it back to the basics, right, where you peers you can trust and you can engage with and not feel that sort of anxiety around. Can I share this information? Right. There's a. There's a I agree. There. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, Nick, what was when you were building Achieve Next, what was your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Yeah, I, I, I think that the biggest challenge that we have is that time is the greatest asset that everybody's managing. Every uh, number one, there's this limitation that people have on on time being spent to do X. And if that X is to access information and to make decisions, most finance and HR leaders and most C-suite leaders or business leaders would say, I have to make a decision. I no longer can kind of step away to go ponder that decision. I am forced to either because of the customer or the employee to make that decision now. And uh, we have to, I have to, but I also want it to be informed, confident, and competent at the same time. So I think the number one pressure that we have is how do we make those connections, those interactions, that information exchange, that data exchange, and that solution we can provide clear, impactful, on demand, anytime, anywhere, and have it scale. Absolutely. It's, you can do that when you have seven people. How about when you have 700? How about when you have 7,000? Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, I want to shift the focus a little bit to, to you. You're, you're the, you're the CEO of the organization. Yes. It's obviously a substantial um, organization. Companies scaled um, significantly. What, what does leadership mean to you, Nick, personally? And how do you think your leadership has impacted the growth of Achieve Next. I, 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 I was going to say, I think that part of my leadership, authentic leadership style has a lot to do with what I communicate and how I communicate it. Mm -hmm. I think it's been, to me, a source of great opportunity and issue from a leadership perspective. Here's what I mean. My passion is authentic. My passion is 
my wife will tell you when my feet hit the ground at 5.30 in the morning to when my eyes start to close, which on some days can be as early as 8.30 p.m., according to her, um, <laughs> the, I'm on and I'm all in. I, the company's called Achieve Next because I feel like if we're going to have an interaction, I want you to leave that interaction knowing what you can achieve. And that achievement is something next forward, you know, something beyond today. That persona is both a magnet to attract people. It doesn't necessarily mean that they feel empowered, accountable, and understand what they're there to do. And here's what I mean. I've, I thought you bring them together. They're great people. We agree, or I assume some level of understanding uh -huh. and action. And then I set them off and I say, I will never allow you a rope that you'll hang yourself, but I'm going to give you so much latitude that you're going to feel just as empowered as I do. That works very well when you have clearly communicated with people in their substance and form, meaning the way they prefer to receive information, which you can talk about. And then second, that they're self-driven, self-managed, and self-accountable. And if you, you cannot assume everyone is that way, it's probably the biggest leadership mistake that I've made over the last few years is that I treated everybody the same way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's so interesting. So, so what, again, if I can just, one, one of my big takeaways out of that is you really are sort of, your leadership style is based so much around the brand of achieve next. It's to achieve and that you, you, you use the word accountability. Like, so you, you have embraced, you've created a brand, embraced it, and then you're leading with that brand in an authentic way. Is that a fair comment? Nick? It, it is. It is. It's a, and it's a keen observation as well. And it goes back to the name Achieve Next was someone asked me, tell me what two words describe you and what you do. And those were the words. So if I'm going to be the leader here at Achieve Next, I want people to embody that with each other and with the clients we serve through our networks and solutions. I just assumed that they knew how to deploy that towards the growth and success and the value we provide to our clients and to the business. It does not mean that, You're right? Right. right. And, and it is one of the, the lessons learned that I'm still learning as well. Nice, nice. Uh, Nick, if you could look back over the last 10 years of your professional career and change one thing, what would it be? Wow. I mean, that's an excellent question. And I would love for you as you as you bring guests on to capture those answers. And then you got to publish those when you get to a 12 month period. Just well, the answer to that. And, and in fairness uh, to you, I mean, and, and our listeners, um, you know, you didn't receive any of these questions. No, I did not. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I understand if you want to sort of take a moment. No, no, no. I, I will tell you that. Um, so so I'm going to answer this a little differently. And I want my listeners and you to interpret this. So I'm the furthest thing from being guarded. I'm the opposite of guarded. I am so transparent. I, and I value that and I cherish that and I don't even realize I'm doing it. Yeah, we're both hardwired that way, exactly. And at the same time as a leader in a company that's growing, I've made mistakes along the way by just saying too much, 
going too far, right? Um, making, and that's both in my spoken word and my assumptions as well. Yes. I don't know how to describe it other than that. My, you know, one of the, my, my lieutenants here that, you know, Greg Wood, the word Greg in Latin means guard. I think that's one of the reasons why he's here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm well, the furthest thing from guard. Yeah. But I mean, if you, I mean, I, I, I can really relate to what you're saying. It's so interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I think if you have an unbridled passion and you are a passionate person and you're authentic and you're transparent, uh, all of that is going to come out. Um, yes. And I would suggest 90% of it is positive and it, it actually um, energizes people around you. Yes. Uh, but 10% can be, you know, you, you kind of wish to hold back some of that 10%. Right. Right. Remember, I am a lawyer by background. Right. I, I did a brief career in lives. I, I believe in the art of persuasion and negotiation and the like. I'm not sure that if I was assigned a head of communications that they would want to manage me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, if you could go back and meet 18-year-old Nick Arako, <laughs> what would you tell him? What would you tell 18-year-old Nick Arako after all the time has passed, not a tremendous amount of time, you're still a young man, but what, what, would, you, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? I, I would say, Nick, remember that to you and for you in, at, here at 18, and I'm telling you as wise Nick, looking back, one thing hasn't changed. You truly view success as what others around you do with what you give to them. And that, I mean, look, I was a competitive rower for many years. If you, if you know anything about rowing, it's about the cadence of and the synchronization of you with others in that shell, whether or not it's you in the shell with two, with four or with eight. And, and, and I knew that at, at 18 and I lived that and I'm still living it today. I want my success to be really truly evaluated as what those that I interact with and we interact with that achieve ne next accomplish. Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Um, what are your, what are your future growth plans for achieve next? If I see you 10 years from now, what will have changed about your business? So I'm, I want us to double down on the ability to provide through diagnostics and biometrics, even for businesses, the data awareness and the ability for individuals in emerging and mid-market enterprises to complement that great gut instinct and intuition that they had to drive their success with data and information. And so I think that if the more we can inform the business leaders from emerging and mid-market enterprises about their own performance, the performance of their teams and the performance of their enterprises, we're doing great. But I want also a larger crowd to be influencing that decision-making as well. So I see growth coming from focus, dedicate ourselves to North American emerging and mid-market enterprises and their business leaders, Mm -hmm. provide them the, the data and the wisdom of the crowd and just do more with them. I think full, I also think, and part of the work that you do too, I think that the, the, the talent life cycle is changing. Mm. And I, I'd like to see us play a role in making it easier 
for talent to embrace their goals and their passions and overcome any struggles that they have through this knowledge and insight sharing. I, I read a statistic through the Wall Street Journal just this past week about how many millennials intend to make a career move, not a job move, a career move once the pandemic is truly in the rearview mirror. And it's anywhere between 33 to 40% of the millennial population say, and I say move is not, oh, I wanna go from being an accounting manager to a controller. Right. I view it as I wanna go from a controller to I wanna run a cannabis company. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. No, I, I, uh, well, your, your, your timing and on you, I can't believe you said that right before my next question, but um, because, you know, you know, we're in the talent acquisition business, but, <laughs> but I would suggest to you, you know, that that number is actually with no, no disrespect to the wall street journal. I would suggest it's higher actually. I agree. Um, you know, I, I do think that there is a tremendous amount of opportunity and um, uh, certainly at that age and stage they they aren't beholden to anybody and no. they 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 are fearless in many, yes. many ways which is is awesome and scary yeah. at the same time yes um how 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 nick do you as a leader attract the right talent into your business uh what, what talk to me about your process and how do you find people that fuel your growth and your success well, if you released this episode with video and audio, which I know you don't because we're on a podcast, you'd see a sign, <laughs> listeners, you'd see a sign um, in my office and in other offices virtually across North America where the Achieve Next talent and employees reside with the letters GPS. That GPS stands for goals, passions, and struggles. And every time we begin a conversation, with someone who, who we potentially want to add to the team or who wants to join our team, we talk about their goals, their passions, and their struggles. And we actually use that throughout the course of their life cycle here at Achieve Next to ensure that they have the ability to embrace their passion and apply it here, to set goals. And if they're struggling to throw it out on the table, how do we, how do we help them overcome it? And by the way, if their passions may change. I'll give you a perfect example. We brought in a young talent in inside sales, right? So imagine inside sales, a year and a half out of college. He knows he wants to be selling in the professional services and the solution space. Um, he is not afraid to pick up the phone. He's being fed through our marketing campaigns, qualified leads. So he's trying to engage at a C-suite audience that we go after by getting them live. So he has enough information to be dangerous. After a year of doing it, I sat down with him and I said, tell me what your passions lie. Like, well, I love targeting the executive audience. And I love talking to CFOs and CHROs and heads of sales and CEOs. I said, well, what about, let's dig a bit deeper. What industries do you really enjoy? He's like, well, I have a passion for the professional sports industry. And I said, well, that's interesting. Let's go there a bit further into the why and the what and the how. And let's look at how that passion in that industry ties to the Achieve Next business. Well, we're actually working with a number of professional sports teams here to address diversity, equity, and inclusion around talent acquisition, employee engagement, and career mapping. So we have some clients there. I said candidly, let's take a look at whether or not we see a footprint opportunity for Achieve Next to go deeper in that space. And if we do, let's have you continue to focus on that inside sales 
but let's uh, let's apply that to the passion you have for sports and let's make that a component in your role nice i think I, I think we would have lost him at some point if we didn't keep focusing on that p but to the leaders that p has to map to your business yes <laughs> that's the other key piece if he said some outlier I'd say let's work with you on how to find something like that here. And if not here, let's work with you to find it somewhere else. So is it is it fair to say, Nick, that you, when it comes to hiring talent, you're looking for an exchange of win-win? Is yes, that- it has to be there. Andrew, you and your colleagues know this. That, and it's so funny. We continue to see emerging and mid-market enterprises in North America focus their time and attention and money on pay and benefits. Even when they've been told that's the minimum threshold. If you look at data, it's like, yeah, but we're spending more money there, more money, more. What you don't, that's not why people leave. It's not why they come. Not the number one reason. It's certainly, let's, let's, let's not call it not a reason. How about not the number one? Right. Right. Yes. No, spot on. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Nick, how do you how do you make yourself a better leader on a go forward basis? If you right. assume everyone, regardless of their success, and I've known you for many years, we have yeah. a personal uh, friendship, obviously, I admire and respect so much of what you've accomplished. But what do you do to raise the bar on your own leadership abilities? Well, I have to tell you, um, the day before we did our first acquisition, which was in the spring of 2017, which really put Achieve Next on the map, mm-hmm. I hired an executive coach. And I have not abandoned that effort. And by the way, that executive coach is not on the Achieve Next roster. So I'm not doing it in-house. <laughs> okay, I think that I found someone that understood the business of Achieve Next of today and tomorrow, someone that understood me, but who would challenge me to think about what I do, how I do it, why I do it, with what result in mind differently than I would, or at least be able to communicate with me in a way that that forced me to look at the entire equation, not just mine. So is it is it having a sounding board Nick, for you that um, maybe pushes some of your ideas or concepts back and reframes them so you can sort of make a decision on whether you're doing the the, the right thing. Is that a, a fair statement? It, it is. And I'll tell you why it's become increasingly important for the for many of your listeners who are in enterprises that experience either a rapid period of growth or sustain rapid growth. The biggest mistake that we make is that we think we need to give ourselves the ball. I'm a basketball guy. Give ourselves the ball on every play. Every play runs through you. That's not scalable, sustainable, or at all attractive to anyone other than you. Right? Right. right. And, right. And, and so he also makes sure that I don't do that. Now, unfortunately, many of us do. I've done it. And, and there's been times where I'm like, oh, my God. And he's had to hold it up to my face and fix it. Um, but I think that's the number one thing he provides to me is that, yeah, you may be the great source and catalyst for the vision behind the company, the look upon the, the next horizon, which is what you should be doing, but everything can't be going through you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's a, it's a great, great point. Uh, I really like this question a lot. Um, it, 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 
sort of resonates with me because, you know, obviously I interview people all the time for a living. <laughs> yes. What interview question do you always ask when hiring and why? Well, I, I have one that immediately comes to mind. Um, when was your last win and where was it? Nice. It's so vague. I want to know, I'm not going to give them any parameters. Yeah. I won't let them ask me, don't ask me a follow-on. In what context? I'm like, I don't care. What was your last win? And sometimes you get something really personal out of them, which is what I really want. Right. right? right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You, no. Yeah. I mean, one of the funniest I ever got was I was interviewing a, fine, a member of the team to work with us in finance. And... <laughs> And I must have asked him, it must have been at like three o'clock in the afternoon, mm -hmm. uh, Eastern time. And, and he said, he smiled and he's like, well, I just had run out for lunch and I went to the store and they handed me, as I was about to pay, the person behind the desk said, I've got a coupon for that. I'll use it for you. And that was his win. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I know. He was always going to be looking for ways to drive our EBITDA and yeah. our profitability. Absolutely, right. and cut our and cut our spend, right? <laughs> and a deal. Absolutely, I love it. <laughs> Nick, if you could, this is a fun question. If you could go back in time uh, to any period of time throughout history and have a drink with an exceptional leader, I mean, obviously this is an exceptional leader podcast. So, if you could have a drink with an exceptional leader, who would you pick to meet, and what so, would, what would the beverage be? <laughs> so the, I'd go back to uh, April 1865. I would sit down with Abraham Lincoln um, over Kentucky bourbon. Uh, and I would just say, ask him the question of how did you do this? Yes. Yes. I, there's no, there, that is like literally... That I've never been asked that question. I feel like you knew in your I, head. I, I know in my head because I've thought about that. And and it, it, I wish I had had I wish I had had the opportunity yeah. to do that. But I've yeah. never been asked. And if you look anywhere, I've never been asked that question. I love it. I love it. Four score and seven bourbons ago. Yes, right? exactly. You know? Perfect. <laughs> uh, Nick, um, you know, we obviously in, a, in our business in, in recruiting and executive search have a lot of um, uh, HR professionals uh, in our network and we've done lots of finance searches. So tell people, because I think some of what you're saying has, will resonate, tell people how they can find out um, more about Achieve Next and uh, what, you're, what you're doing for people and how you're helping people. Where, where can they go and where can they find information? Excellent. Well, you can find Achieve Next at www.achievenext.com. You can find me uh, on LinkedIn. You can find my podcast series Level Up on any of the podcast channels that you're using and platforms. Um, you can find our chief knowledge officer, Tom Stewart, and his podcast, The Leading Edge, on every broadcast channel. And Hey, I can tell you this, what would get my attention in this day and age on how noisy communication is, a simple hello <laughs> will get my attention Thanks. on the subject line of a message, an email, anyway. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Nick, um, 
You've been really um, generous with your time. Uh, thank you so much. I, again, on a personal level, just just so thrilled that when I reached out to you and I said, I want you to be the first exceptional leader that we talked to. And you, you, you emailed me back within, I, I think literally like three minutes and said, <laughs> I would love to be part of this. And I'm, I'm really uh, touched that you did. And I really am grateful for the time you, you took to spend with us today. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I hope we will get a chance to talk again soon. We've got other chapters of the books to write together here, Andrew, and you know, uh, I do. think the world of you and your colleagues and, and uh, I look forward to future interactions and work we can do together. Fantastic. Thanks, Nick. And thank, thank you, you uh, listeners for joining us on our Exceptional Leaders podcast series. Thanks for listening. This edition of Exceptional Leaders has been powered by Forward Path Group, leaders in executive search, outsourced human resources and assessments. 